0: Hello, Blank Green Canvas listeners. Do you enjoy this podcast? If so, please consider becoming a supporter on Anchor. You can support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. Monthly contributions range from $0.99 cents a month to $4.99 a month and $9.99 a month. Visit anchor.fm slash blank green canvas and click support this podcast to become a monthly contributor. Hello, this is Noah Villaverde, host of the Blank Green Canvas podcast, and this week I am joined by my friend Armando. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great, guys. I'm ready to talk about some Spider-Man.
0: Of course, man. So um, before we get into um, the webhead and Spider-Man Far From Home, which is the topic of this week's discussion, I'm just going to ask you, Armando, how how was your 4th of July weekend? How did you spend it? How have you been?
1: It was very chill. I didn't really do much. I worked a little bit. Then I stayed home and mainly binge-watched binge watched the whole Stranger Things.
0: Me too, man. Same thing here. Yeah, like uh, it was genius of them to release it for the July weekend.
1: I did watch Spider Man that day.
0: Well, oh, so you did both Spider Man and. I did Spider
1: Man and Stranger Things, and I experienced the earthquake. Oh, yeah. Right in the middle of Spider-Man. Oh,
0: wow. So was it during, like, a certain big sequence, too? It
1: was during the <laughs> sequence when they were fighting. Was it, a, was it Prague? How do you say it? In? Bra- Prague, I
0: Prague, think. Prague. I think it was Prague. Prague when the lava... Oh, right, right, right. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll get into Far From Home in a bit. But yeah, for us uh, Fresnans and other Californians, there were, like, two uh, aftershocks or so of an earthquake that we felt. I mean, I didn't feel any of them. None. It's funny. I felt earthquakes in the past i, I felt,
1: felt the first one i did not feel i did not feel the one on friday
0: yeah i didn't feel the one on friday either you and know they that one was stronger Th- yeah that's what i kept hearing and then i saw all literally every person on facebook from fresno whether it's classmates of ours they were yeah. like saying what was that like it's pretty I, bizarre as soon
1: as it happened my, me, my, my bed's moving i'm like really because i'm standing here and i don't feel anything
0: yeah that's the thing about those earthquakes i mean i've been i've lived i've experienced shaking in there and and like oh well that's weird But I never, it's weird. I didn't feel these two big ones. And my coworker
1: was like five feet away from me. He said he felt it. So I'm like, well, okay, well.
0: Well, that's pretty Uh, frightening. Well, yeah, like I guess your 4th of July was similar to mine. Uh, A lot of working, um, you know, movie theater, opening weekend, Spider-Man just came out. So obviously it's going to be pretty busy. And also uh, Stranger Things as well, which by the way, that's going to be the center of next week's episode. I'm going to bring in. An undetermined group of friends to discuss the latest season of stranger things and circle. yeah we'll see like uh, i think jorge will be part of that one Ooh. if you'd like to be down i'm down come in i'm hope hopefully i'll find another guest or two might need to get an extra mic for that but uh it was cool uh that was a great uh week to se- kind of kick back you know my family were out of town for the weekend you know, i wanted to come with them but i had to work unfortunately God, you know they were enjoying the bay weather as i was here in fresno <laughs> at, least it
1: was, at least it's not as hot as it as it usually is in Fresno. yeah like it's, it's been like low 90s pretty really tolerable <laughs> yeah usually, they're, usually it's really high and i have huskies so they always right. they always want to be inside when it's freaking hot outside and, and lately they've, i mean they've been chill outside there
0: will still be those times in the day where it's just in, insufferably hot but yeah. it's but thankfully it's not like as bad as it can be yeah. Especially given our recent years of having a drought in you know the valley and all in yeah, California. Like
1: around this time, it's usually like hundreds, mid hundreds, almost high hundreds.
0: Yeah. So well, that was um, our Fourth of July weekend and everything else. You know, typical for our age, we're just working. You know, trying to. Did you enjoy any like good food or anything or barbecues no, or? No,
1: we didn't really. We didn't do anything big for Fourth of July. We just we just wanted to just chill. Just was, chill. Just kind of same. The movie, th-
0: yeah. yeah, same thing here. Like um here at home. Uh, we had some ribs, you know. My mom made uh, some nice shrimp cocktail, but uh, we didn't do fireworks. I'm over fireworks, dude.
1: Yeah, we're a smaller family, so it's like mostly like if we don't do anything, just like a little cookout, and we just stay relaxed, just yeah. watch movies, hang out together. Yeah, like no fireworks either. I hate burning money into fireworks. <laughs> is just burning, literally movie. burning, <laughs> literally things. burning
0: money. I mean, when you're a kid, it's fun, but I gotta say, as it
1: gets I, over after the first
0: one. Let me tell you why it's over for me. Like, um, anybody who listens to the podcast may know I'm a big Disneyland uh, fan ever since I was a kid, so I've been there many times. So I've seen all the great fireworks shows I could possibly see because there, it's by the castle, it's in sync with music and laser lights, and you're Disney, so it's like the magic...
1: Pictures projected the, on the castle. The production's
0: amazing, yeah. objectively. And I've seen other fireworks shows at other Disney parks or other places, and they're really good, too. So the idea of, like, let's say a friend asks me, hey, do you want to go see fireworks at, like, Chuck Chancey Park? I'm like, that sounds cool, but, eh, I'm over it. Like, fireworks, if they're not by Disney or from another big production that I go to or something like that, that means nothing. It's just noise, and it just makes my dog bark all night. <laughs> Same here. My you know. dog's
1: almost broke down my door trying to get in. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but so that was 4th of July for both of us, and anyways, uh, the reason why you listeners are here this week is because we are going to be talking about Spider-Man Far From Home, but before we get into that film, we're going to be discussing the history of Spider-Man live action or animation uh, on the big screen, starting off from 2002, when Sam Raimi uh, directed the first Spider-Man film, which starred Tobey Maguire, Kirsten Dunst, Willem Dafoe, and James Franco, among other actors. Um I don't know about you, Armando, but uh, I grew up on all those Sam Raimi movies quite a bit. I was
1: like bit. 10 years old when those came out. So, do you, you, Did you see the happened. first one in theaters? I don't remember. I don't remember, but I remember did I, I? remember watching, I think, probably at home the first time. But my question to you is, that do you, do you think those movies hold up?
0: Here's my thing with it, because I just watched the first one again recently. Like yesterday, actually. So let's talk about the first movie. I'll, I'll say as much about those first two, at least. I actually still really love those movies, even though I'll acknowledge, yes, they were a product of their time. But I find it very um, unfortunate that people are very dismissive of those movies for better or for worse because they really influence in a lot of ways the genre that we have right now, you know. And also looking back, I was surprised to see how much influence that, you know, Tim Burton's Batman and Richard Donner's Superman had, especially on those first two movies. You know, but rewatching that first movie last night, sure, a lot of it is dated and special effects, you know, and some people might prefer different versions of the character, but... Tobey Maguire was always my first Spider-Man, and um, I still have a really a special place in my heart for those movies. Even the third one, to a certain extent, kind of, you know, because uh, I still remember being so excited for that third movie as a kid, and that, pro- that was probably the first movie I saw in theaters that disappointed me. Not like, oh, that sucked, but like, uh, oh, that could have been better, you know what I mean? Maybe that
1: was the first one? Wasn't there one worse before that? The Hulk?
0: Yeah, but um, I wasn't really into the Hulk then. Oh, okay. Like it was a little later. But let's talk about the first one though. Like so, I guess you're like me. I didn't see the first one in theaters. I actually saw it on DVD when it first came out. But um, I remember just being blown away by at the time. Sorry if you hear my dog barking. That's okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like for the viewers. At the
1: time, yeah, that movie at the time it was just it was a game changer. It was like it Spider-Man. It was like what was before that? All we've seen was either DC. That was like when X-Men, was first, came X-Men came X-Men, out the two thousand. Yeah. Um, but for me, I don't know the movie. I just it, it's harder for me to get into that movie. Mm. Like even watching it, just it seems just compared to when you're watching the new the new ones to the old Spider-Man, it's like it's very slow. And it's
0: it's definitely more methodically yeah. paced than the other ones. But um, there's something about that era of the genre that I actually kind of miss amidst the age. What, what is it? Well, I I kind of miss when Spider Man felt larger than life because as much as cool as it is seeing Tom Holland Spider Man swing in with the Avengers mm-hmm. and all, that's awesome, objectively awesome. Um, there was something about, and we'll even get to them when we talk about Garfield's movies, uh, that Spider Man being his own hero in his own world. There was something that made him feel so much bigger than he actually was, really. Now
1: he's in such a big universe right now. You so know, and so. I
0: get it, and they're trying to kind of confine him to being like the friendly neighborhood mm-hmm. still. Even with Homecoming and Far From Home, but uh, it's hard to stand out when you're in a world full of other superheroes and everything else. And to me, Spider-Man was always bigger than a, a lot of them. Even though times have changed, you know, I'm not complaining about uh, seeing him in uh, Avengers movie. So, but with those Raimi movies going back to there, I I often think like you know people have issues like Toby or in some ways. I still think for that version of Peter Parker, um, he works. Because he's a dweeb, you know. he's a dweeb that uh, you see in the comics from the 60s, like the way he's drawn by Stanley and Steve Ditko, Um, that early era of Spider-Man. If you're talking about like a page-to-screen kind of version of the early 1960s -hmm. Ultimate, like um, Amazing Fantasy Spider-Man, that's who he was to me.
1: Yeah, for me, it it doesn't. For me, it's it's not the same. It doesn't work for me anymore. It worked oh, yeah. for me back then but now it's just like dated it's dated it just the whole they they, they just they just look like grown and grown people in in high school well that is true <laughs> I, like
0: you can't you can't escape that fact yeah. because back then they didn't really it's
1: very it was very very stereotypical of, of what those movies what those type of movie, high school movies were back then the big bully they all look grown and big and it was he was that very shy geeky kid yeah, wasn't
0: franco fresh off of freaks and geeks at the time <sighs> i don't on that tv show yeah he i was don't remember the
1: show but i don't remember i don't remember if it was fresh off of that but even then it was just the whole thing it just it it just screamed like early two thousand nineties teen movies his whole high school part
0: well i get that yeah. i can i can see those complaints especially if people prefer like um the different takes that we're getting these days but the reason why i still defend um those ramey movies is because for one like i mentioned the influence that they have on yeah. the genre that we have now it's uh you can't deny it especially when we get into far from home there's a specific element of far from home that uh you have to thank the rainy movies for we'll get into that uh very soon but um i wanted to bring those up because uh like i have a lot of it's yeah sure part of it is just nostalgia for me being a kid and everything but i want you know i watch spider-man 2 still like that original spider-man 2 and i still consider that to be a great film on its own right you know pushing peter Parker to. Uh, a place where he's trying to make ends meet. That, that's, like, I watch that movie now and I get it. You know what I mean? Like,
1: bro, college student trying to balance Spider-Man, school, work, and none of it being able to work together. Yeah,
0: and it's like, you all reach that point in your life when you're, you're in your college age and you're just trying to find, what am I doing? What are my priorities? And then you realize all the responsibilities you have and the sacrifices you have to make. Mm-hmm. Like, the girl that, who gave you the opportunity to be with her, you know, at the end of the first movie, because she admitted that she had feelings for him, but he said no.
1: He said no, because he had all this respons- all this responsibility that he didn't think he could handle. But now he wants to be with her. But
0: he wants it because it's like you can't deny what you want in your life. Yeah. And they probably like within those two years they remain good friends despite that awkward thing. You and know, despite
1: him never being there as well. That was
0: yeah, but like you know, like the villains of those three movies. You know, like um, you know Norman Osborn. You know, as a Green Goblin, Doc Ock in Spider Man Two. I have a lot of love for. You know, uh, like Spider Man Two, I always think of that train scene, especially.
1: Yeah, that's the most one of the most iconic super fights. The train scene where he's my thing for um, for Hawk, for Spider Man Two is um. What 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 did you think about his basically his reason for as development? like the whole the machines and the his got control of him now he the whole thing is just to finish what he tried to start his experiment. Yeah, his experiment. Yeah, the yeah, magnet at yeah. any cost. For me, back. For me now, it, it, didn't work. it doesn't work as much. Is okay. It for you, I get that. For me because it's like nowadays we're getting because going back to to Spider-Man: Far From Home. Yeah. Like you have this whole story that's connected. Like, he, he has a purpose of why he's trying to do something or why he's doing what he's doing. Sure. And for for Spider-Man Two, the I look back, I try to watch it today. It was just like nah, it doesn't really work for me for what. Okay, what he was so, to
0: so you could say your sensibilities in terms of what you'd like to see in a Spider Man movie definitely have changed as a result.
1: Well, I think it's more of what I'm trying to see in movies now. Or, okay. Like, there's more of a. I get that. There's more of a of an actual reason why a character's doing something compared to what he's trying to get accomplished, right?
0: Okay, Like, so like motivations for there's a character. His motivation,
1: yeah. There's motivation in Spider Man 2 is basically trying to finish this experiment and then right. after that what what, what in some ways
0: out? in some ways that's kind of what a lot of those sam raimi villains have in common that yeah. even as someone who loves those movies like i do can admit that, like the motivations for some of those villains are uh, not i don't know what the right way to describe it is it's like it, it plays into the conventions of what you'd expect from those villains but why i think they're memorable is because of the actors that they got yeah. in those roles you know willem dafoe is just fantastic you know I loved him in that in that role. He's threatening. He's campy in the right ways because remember Sam Raimi that's that's the thing what I'll always bring the Sam Raimi movies why they'll always have a slight edge for me. Not just cuz I watched them when I was a kid, but also I still watch them today and I'm like the sensibilities that he has, you could tell that those are his movies. Mm-hmm. Like it's his stamp. He has elements of horror cuz you know the Evil Dead Lies movies. Has- you know like that Doc Ock yeah. scene in the hospital with like all the four arms oh, coming to life. That like- is straight from Evil Dead. Yeah. yeah right there and i that's because
1: the screens and the nails scratching
0: yes the floor. Ex- absolutely you could great. feel it it's that's those where those
1: action you... scenes hold up it's just yes other parts of the movie that just for me just a little don't do too
0: I, okay i get that yeah. and I, I i could actually sympathize with that yeah. you know but um my fit like you know everybody talks about spider-man 3 and how much of a mess that movie is as a result
1: the, the, my thing for only, the only reason that became a mess was because they the studio wanted. Venom oh yeah, there.
0: that's a given. They wanted to have because that whole in there.
1: Sandman part was working for me. Yeah, and I agree. He just became like a total like. That was Thomas Hayden yeah. Church, right? Who yes, played yes, Sandman? Sandman. Yeah, he was good. Like yeah. he was really like the whole thing. The the part when he became Sandman and he was holding the the picture of his daughter and yeah, that whole scene was great. Like was, they
0: could have if they focused it on if they wanted to do two villains, they could have just been Sandman and Harry. You know, like have Harry be another thing he has to deal with, but then like. Oh, there's Sandman there. We have to work together to stop Sandman. But then that relation. But then they had to bring in Eddie Brock, Topher Grace. Yes. Who I like. I like Topher Grace. You know, he's funny. I Not like only me. was he
1: dealing with that, then he was dealing with the whole Mary Jane and then the black sisters. Yeah, it was such a mess they were of like. And
0: <coughs> trying to do too soaps. Too many ingredients in the so kitchen. So many stories. Or too many
1: cooks in the kitchen, like, if you want to say it.
0: Because um, in recent years, when I rewatched that movie, there are elements of that movie that I think are actually great. Where I think, whoa, I like that part a lot more than. I originally did, but then the parts that are so bad and frustrating yeah. stick out even more. So it's like this weird cluster of like. It's a
1: big old, Can we cuss? Yeah, yeah sure. It was go a ahead. Big clusterfuck. Yeah, pretty much.
0: <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, like yeah. We we'd like to try to keep it a little toned down yeah. overall here, just for the viewers at home, you know. But like, uh, that's the funny thing. Like, it was a big mess, yeah. and everything about like then they were gonna do a Spider-Man four. Sam Raimi was going to do it. Black Cat was gonna be in it. She was gonna be played by Anne Hathaway. Believe oh, it or not. I know that. And uh, Vulture was going to be in it too. I think uh, John Malkovich was going to play him, and they were setting up Doctor Connors, you know, to play the Lizard because he had l- like one arm. Remember uh, in those yeah, old the, movies the one, the, he, by Dylan Baker, yeah. yeah. But um, those plans fell through, and then um, Sony decided to reboot, reboot the
1: whole thing. My thing is, what do you think of the actual Spider-Man
0: like, of Amazing like, Spider-Man, like
1: Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man? Toby, okay, You talked about Peter Parker, but what about his Spider-Man?
0: I think he's fine. Like he, he I like him in like. For me, Peter is always more important, but at the same time, it's like I think he's okay in the suit. You know, he's okay. We never really got the humor there yet.
1: That's that's the one thing that I like going heading into the next video okay. reboot is I loved I loved Andrew. Andrew and this is where Garfield's, we get into Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Yes, so I loved Andrew Garfield's take on Spider-Man. His Peter Parker was okay.
0: That's where that's where we're gonna have a lot to say there because I'm um, so. Mark Webb, who directed 500 Days of Summer, which, have you seen that? Yes, I have. I love that movie. It's been
1: a while since I've seen it again, but I, I remember
0: seeing it. I love that movie. And... um, it, 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 Sorry about that. Hunter but, like, keys. you could hear a, a sense of... That they were trying to... It was, like, a new trend that Hollywood was doing where they would get independent movie directors and get them to do mm-hmm. these kinds of films, which is a trend that I have mixed feelings about. Well, you no. know? And... But like you know, they were gonna reboot the whole thing, and when you're me, I'm like, oh man, I love those old movies. But hey, something new. Andrew Garfield, uh, I just saw him in the Social Network at the time. I was blown away by him in that film.
1: I was actually surprised they tried to reboot it so fast.
0: Yeah, because those movies were successful. Yeah. Even Spider Man Three was still financially successful.
1: I don't think successful. even don't think even even it even was like more than three to four years since the since the last trilogy ended before they rebooted it.
0: Exactly. It's kind of weird how fast they reboot the like overnight they they reboot them really quick. So um Amazing Spider-Man the first one uh it comes out in 2010. I mean 2012. The same year Avengers mm-hmm. and Dark Knight Rises came out. So it was sandwiched between those big movies. And it
1: did okay in movies. It, really it did
0: okay cool. overall and um I here's the thing. I I I'd go as far as to say I like that movie. Yeah, I like that movie. I too. like that movie. I don't think I love it because there's elements of that film that I think just kind of missed the mark in terms of me loving it. You know, I think the best part of that movie and the, like just those two uh, Spider-Man movies we got were the chemistry between Gwen
1: and, be and between, Peter. Yeah. yeah,
0: like, I mean, for one, you have Emma Stone in there, who I'll always love, <laughs> you know, naturally, but their chemistry, which makes sense, because they were together for a yeah. bit in real life, their chemistry made the, made those two movies at least watchable, yeah. I'd say. Like, um, is there anything from, like, those amazing Spider-Man movies that stand out to you, though? Like, the first one, at least, and then we'll get first into the second one. The first
1: one, the first one, first one. You know what? I don't know if I have anything that stands out. Maybe more was just the Spider-Man's quips. Okay, was, so you you was, were
0: a fan so uh with Andrew Garfield. We we talked about Toby a bit with Andrew himself like as Spider-Man. You you really liked him in the suit.
1: I liked him in the I suit.
0: I do too. I liked him in the suit too.
1: It's what it's the it's the best. It's what Tom Holland does the best. He does he brings the both of them together. That's what yeah. I love. That it was we got the Toby McGuire as Peter Parker who everybody yeah. loved and then we got Garfield who was the Spider-Man we always wanted.
0: Yeah, in terms of the humor, in, in the terms humor. of his acrobaticness, yeah. yeah, you could tell it was him. Like and he had a good shape for it. Mm-hmm. I like him in the suit a lot. I actually, in terms of in suit personality, Spider-Man, that's the one thing I'll give Andrew Garfield above the other two. Yeah. Even though I like Tom in the suit.
1: And he was still young enough to believe he was in high school.
0: Ish. 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 Here, like here maybe
1: senior as well.
0: Here's my issue with with Andrew Garfield though. Mm-hmm. Which is ironic because of all three of those actors, in terms of pure skill and talent, I think Andrew Garfield is the best actor of those three. But when it comes to his Peter, like, here's been my big issue always whenever I see him as Peter. You see in high school, like, he's supposed to be the outcast geek, you know? I mean, sure, he skateboards or whatever, but that's not my point. He's supposed to be someone who people look at like, oh, he's a loser, he's a dork. What Have you seen Andrew Garfield?
1: Yeah.
0: He's... He's the kind of guy that every girl would fall over themselves to get with. The way he looked like,
1: yeah, the way I saw him more, he was more of like the cool loner that like yeah. would
0: stand up for people. I just don't think that fits well for Peter. You know, like the cool loner. Like, and he shouldn't be yeah. a loner, necessarily. He has friends. It's just that he's... Unfortunately,
1: he didn't have friends in that movie.
0: Yeah. you I, I mean
1: me a single friend of his. <laughs>
0: no. Like, not even Harry, who doesn't come until the second movie in that series, you know. And then we kind of get a sense of thing that he has with Gwen, yeah. you know, which is adorable and sweet, but it also feels like it should belong in a smaller movie. Mm-hmm. But that has always been my issue with him. It's like, okay, he's going to put glasses on, so he's smart and he's a nerd. But he I mean, didn't like, wear glasses, did he? Well, for a bit. Did for he? a few scenes. I don't
1: remember. But, glasses. like, you
0: look at him, though, and it's like... Dude, Andrew Garfield is like a... He looks like a movie star. And
1: then he stood up to the bully. I mean, yeah, that's Flash. That's something that Parker would have done. Yeah, Flash Thompson. Especially Parker before his powers.
0: Yeah, sure. It, like, But that's the thing, like... That was always been my biggest issue with those movies, beyond Sony just getting in the way literally the whole time, is that they... Like, I just never believed him as just this everyday Peter Parker. He Mm -hmm. just seemed like this really cool. Like, he's way cooler than any of the Peter Parkers we haven't, like, we've had, like, in the past or with Tom Holland. Like, he's just too cool for it. And he's too handsome for it, too. Like, that's the thing. Andrew Garfield's just too handsome. (laughs)
1: I think you you could say Tom Holland's a little bit the same way, but he, no, no, he plays off that low. Yeah, more, he
0: still like, has a baby face though. Whereas Andrew yeah. Garfield's a man now. Uh, yeah, like he could, if he shaved a bit, sure he could still have a little bit of a baby face, and Toby did too. But no. the thing with Andrew though is that you could tell, like, uh, I'm sorry, he was just too handsome for that role. <laughs> like that, that's where it comes down to. But also like issues I have with that movie and the second one as well are the villains. A lizard is boring. Probably the most yeah, boring really Spider Man right. villain. At least Venom in Spider-Man 3 was memorable.
1: I liked, I I had liked more of his interaction with the cop, his, uh, Gwen's dad. Yeah, uh, that, was, that was a good uh, part of the Dennis movie. Leary. Yeah, Dennis Leary. Yeah. Dennis Leary. Especially that part when he catches him and he has him on the yeah. on the floor with the cuffs. I thought that was probably one of the best parts of the movie as well.
0: Some of the emotional beats in that movie do work. Mm-hmm. It it does work and it sets things up interestingly for the sequel, which I feel like the sequel kind of almost abandons a lot of the things the first one set up because the first one is a much different tone than the second one. The first one felt like they were trying to do a lot of Batman Begins kind of things with it.
1: And then they did a whole different take on his parents' like, yeah. death and all that stuff. So yeah. that was kind of weird. That was
0: odd. Like they were trying to do that. You know, we had the we whole had, like, Uncle... A whole
1: secret train. And laboratory. let's not forget the whole
0: like rebranding the whole Uncle Ben thing again. Yeah. Which... Uh was i felt like still was more effective in the raimi movies Mm -hmm. than they do here because not because we know what's coming but it's just the execution just felt really cheap yeah you know like sure the smaltiness the way raimi movies you could argue about that part but it still works emotionally because cliff robertson when he dies and when he delivers those iconic lines of with great power comes great responsibility like it just really hits you whereas here it's like yeah that happens and you then seen it before? Amazing Spider-Man 2, which is an interesting movie, to say the least. It's
1: kind of like doing Batman's parents' death all over again. Yeah. Time.
0: But Amazing Spider-Man 2, here's what I'll give that movie. Best suit that they've ever done, I'd say. Really? In terms of the way it looks on screen.
1: Because of the big eyes?
0: The big eyes, the, the texture on the suit itself. Sure, some might say, oh, it looks just like the Raimi suit, but it's a more updated version. Yeah. It fits more to the modern sensibilities. I love that suit so much.
1: I loved how on the first one, he kind of it showed him how he made a suit.
0: Like a basketball? It was
1: like a basketball. He used shoes. It was like they incorporated all these things that a teenager would be able to get. Kind of. Yeah.
0: Kind of. Well, it's funny because and he was using Bing. Remember, he was using Bing in that movie. Yeah. And then he has a Gmail account in the next one. It he, People like made yeah, fun it of that. him
1: building his own suit. The second suit, I wish we would have gotten maybe, I don't know. But I, then,
0: yeah. Then the biggest thing with Amazing Spider-Man 2 that a lot of people feared was that it ended up repeating the same sins Spider-Man, Spider-Man 3, 3 did.
1: did yeah. Too many villains. And then there was one unnecessary with uh, with Rhino. Was it? Was his oh, name? Paul Giamatti. Yeah, Paul Giamatti. The whole
0: one of my favorite character actors. And you tell me, oh, he's gonna be in this new Spider Man movie. I'm like,
1: yes. Is it finally. like a Russian kind of gangster thing? Um,
0: uh, or... even when when I was watching that movie and he c- came up on screen and he had that whole accent, I was yeah, like, no, no, that's bad. no, like that was that was legendarily bad and oh, like he's probably objectively the worst of the spider-man villain if we had to count him that's the sad thing we had to count him as a spider-man yeah, villain because he's just a henchman really that
1: was bad
0: you know they were definitely trying to set him up for the sinister was shocker. six the
1: shocker didn't work either That was just a
0: little yeah mm. that was but that was very brief you mean electro not electro shocker there, my bad electro electro like jamie yeah. foxx that's always been a weird choice for me, cause Jimmy Fox has always been like the cool.
1: The whole the whole way they did it too, and then the, the way he was as a character it just didn't work for me. Was... Yeah,
0: Max. Yeah, uh... like he's a scientist at Oscorp, you know, and then he just he's just he's off. He had
1: this whole weird personality, and then he's on the he spectrum. Powers, and he just turns into a completely different. How
0: person. Peter's like, you're my eyes and ears, yeah. you know, and it, sure, I kind of get what they're trying to go for, but it's just weird seeing Jamie Fox like that, you uh, know.
1: Yeah. And uh... what else happened in that movie? I haven't watched it in a while. Oh.
0: Sorry, if, if you hear yeah, me, I to sneeze. But who else did we have as a
1: villain in that movie?
0: Okay, so um, Harry Osborn is in there. He, oh, he there moved away. D- Dane DeHaan, who I think is a good actor, but uh, that Green Goblin, no, mm. no. And you know, like Gwen, she delivers the high school graduation speech. You know, they're just graduating high school. Yeah. It's it was all a setup for like the big Gwen Stacy death okay. scene, which is one of the most iconic Spider-Man like stories. I like that death scene, though.
1: It was, it was a Let's actually talk
0: part. about that whole moment. Like, if we're talking about. An isolated scene.
1: As an isolated scene, I like
0: that. I think as an isolated scene, that's one of the best scenes in yeah. any Spider-Man movie. It's perfectly done. Mm-hmm. It's The emotion is there. You feel it. Andrew Garfield acts his ass off in yeah. that scene. Like I, I talk a lot about Andrew Garfield and how I'm not a big fan of his Peter, but there, I think he nails Spider-Man perfectly and Peter to an extent when it comes to the... You feel it because you yeah. love them together.
1: It's adorable. The chemistry they have. So you, the way they interact, you, you have those feelings like... That you... Yeah.
0: It. The emotional connection's there. Yeah, that connection. But then, the problem with that movie is that it was Sony literally trying to set up their own universe in... Just with Spider-Man characters. Mm-hmm. Which they're still kind of trying to do. But um, with that movie, like, uh, you know, Felicity Jones, uh, an actress who... She was in Rogue One. She was in a few other movies. Uh, some might recognize, you know, on the basis of sex she was on recently as Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, she is in that movie as Felicia. Felicia Hardy. Oh, which okay. is going to be Black Cat. Which was their way of saying, "Oh yeah, we're setting up this whole Teasing new universe here. here and there." And she was only there for like five minutes, just to say, "Oh yeah, I'm Felicia. My name's Felicia."
1: Like how they, te- like how they teased Gwen Stacy and, and in Spider Man Three Spider-Man with, with uh, Bryce Dallas Howard.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but which is weird because Gwen was his first love. Yeah. Even though they introduced Mary Jane first, but like <clears throat> the thing with that is that Sony really wanted to do something. Especially with Sinister Six because Amazing Spider-Man 2 the whole plan, right? is technically a cliffhanger ending because you see H- Harry, he's in jail, you know, and uh, he's like, we're setting up the Sinister Six. You see that guy in the fedora is like, ready? You even see Doc Ock's arms set up somewhere mm-hmm. and um, it didn't turn out and because uh, the movie underperformed, it didn't flop, it just underperformed and then a lot of that thing with the Sony leaks happened, Oh yeah, you know, and then um, all of a sudden eventually Amazing Spider-Man 3 got canceled. Sinister Six, which Drew Goddard, who, dir- who directed Cabin in the Woods and um, Bad Times at the El Royale, he was going to do that movie. Then um, that movie didn't happen, and now Marvel and Sony went to agreement to re-reboot.
1: Which, which makes They have one film left, so I wonder, I wonder what's going to happen past then. Are they going to re-up for more movies? Yeah. Because he signed up a six-picture deal, three, right. solo, three. Well, before we get into the yeah. MCU Spider-Man movies,
0: let's touch upon two other Sony Spider-Man properties. Um, there was Venom last year. Did you see Venom? Yeah, I
1: did. what did you think of it? Was it a great movie? No. Was it watchable and fun to watch? Yes. (laughs) It's it's so funny, right? Like, (laughs) Venom, if you're telling me,
0: like, is it a good movie? I'm like, no, 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 it's not a good movie. It's entertaining. It's actually kind of bad. Like, it's actually really bad. But there was something about Tom Hardy's performance and the weird, odd humor. It was his
1: interactions with him and Venom.
0: That reminded me of, like, those early 2000s movies Mm -hmm. of superheroes, even, like, uh, like, the Raimi era or, like, Daredevil, you know, with Ben Affleck.
1: The thing with Venom is it's just, it's just so hard to root for the Venom because in the movie, he's a complete douchebag. Yeah.
0: There's no sure. reason
1: for you to cheer for him.
0: But my issue is that Venom is interesting only because of the fact that he's a product of Spider-Man's past. Yeah. And you remove that, it's like, what's the point? He's just some sort of gooey guy.
1: And now you're going to have him saving space, the
0: world? You know, and you have, like... um. I mean, I love Tom Hardy, obviously, but and he definitely hams it up, which is fun to watch because Tom Hardy is a great actor. Yeah. But it's just fun seeing him go a little crazy. You, you know, uh, you also have Riz Ahmed in there as. Uh, What's
1: the,
0: R- riot. Right. Yeah, and it's. And then
1: they're adding um, Woody Harrelson as a. Uh, as a carnage. As carnage. Oh,
0: that credit scene, yeah, like hello, I,
1: The hair was horrible.
0: The hair was horrible, but that whole line, he's like. It he was pretty good. His, his lines it's gonna be interesting to see yeah. how they bring carnage to life but when he's like i'm just gonna warn you when they let me out there's gonna going be, be carnage and like okay. okay all right fine whatever yeah so venom is a weird movie to me like i don't think it's a good movie at all but i kind of had mm-hmm. fun watching it
1: it was fun to watch movie that i want to see again i i bought it but i haven't watched I'll watch the, the sequel
0: watched it. i'll actually watch the sequel i'm down for it and i'm just Weird. to see what they do, and I'm weirdly curious to see if it ever crosses over.
1: My thing is: have you read any of the? Have you read any of the Venom comics?
0: Some, yeah. Some Todd is there any run, good stories
1: yeah. that they have that maybe they can try uh, to grab and incorporate? I,
0: like I, my Venom knowledge isn't the greatest. You know, I enjoy the character, but he's not. Honestly, he's not one of my. He's not like my top three favorite Spider-Man villains.
1: And that's what that's what I love with to MCU is they they will get inspiration from some of the stories. Yeah. do in comics. I don't know if. Maybe that's what Sony's doing. So
0: there's that with Sony; they're trying yeah. to expand their villains, even with Morbius. Morbius. Yeah. yeah, with him, um, Jared Leto, which is interesting. But like then there's also, um, of course, uh, Oscar-winning film uh, Into the they're Spider-Verse. Craven too. Oh yeah, they're doing Craven movie. Yeah. yeah, but we're gonna talk about Spider-Verse briefly, which um, I adore. I love that movie so much. You know, like
1: I'd say that's in like top one or two of my Spider-Man favorite movies.
0: To it's watch. just such a delightful, beautifully anim. One of the most stunning animated movies visually, mm-hmm. maybe ever made. In terms of the story, like in terms of like the artistry behind it, like the pop art, how it combines different kinds of animation in one. And it's a great story. It's just a great Spider-Man story using Miles Morales as the lead and also paying tribute to different eras of Spider-Man. Anything from that movie that stands out?
1: If I would have to say was, um, was the, was, was it, was, was, what universe was he from? The, the, the older Jake Johnson's Spider-Man.
0: Uh, I forget which Earth, but
1: which Earth was because his scenes were like my favorite part. Where, Peter B. Parker, yeah, Peter B. Parker, where he's going through. Okay, hey, I'm Spider Man, and he talks about this in comparison to what the other Spiders have gone through. How his life is kind of going downhill, and it was, yeah, his his story was the one that connected more. With.
0: Yeah, I love I love Jake Johnson's Peter because i mean, in some ways I almost saw him as kind of like Toby. What happened? What probably would have happened to Toby's Peter? <laughs> they actually considered to get Toby to voice him. That which would have been, been fun. Which would have been fun and a nice connection in tribute. But
1: But Dave Johnson did that role. Really he
0: did a great job that. in that role, and I like how they showed. They like, did
1: that job of portraying that character. Like, dad bod I don't Peter care. Parker,
0: you know, where he's like in his 40s at this point. He's still barely making ends meet, broke up with MJ. you know, Done on his
1: luck, got yeah. fat. Yeah, of course. Like wearing anybody. the stretchy
0: pants. Oh, I love that. But that movie is just so beautifully animated, delightful. That's a great. Uh, Music to it too Like um, I've listened to the Company soundtrack with it Like there's some really Great bangers on there I
1: haven't listened to the soundtrack It's yet. a
0: great um, album To work out to too. I mean obviously You have Stun- I mean, Sunflower i have to try that. Sunflower is obviously on there Which is a great song But then there's other kind songs kind of overplayed already Yeah well it's on the radio All the time But then there's <laughs> other songs <laughs> There's other songs in there That are pretty uh, Banging But like you know You have uh, Spider Gwen Spider Ham You know you have Penny uh, Parker Spider and, Noir um, Spider Noir by Nicolas Cage That was good Perfect casting there I that movie is just a pure delight all the way through, you know, and I'm excited to see whatever else they do in that universe.
1: I like the kingpin's motive to go on. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. It 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 made sense, and the whole the whole scene Spider Man die on scene, which is the first time we've ever seen it before. Sure. And the whole connection where um what was I gonna say. Ah, scrap that.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that, that was Spider Verse. You know, we're definitely looking forward to the future of that side of, you know, Spider Man movies. But we're going to actually talk about how, you know, Spider Man is now part of the MCU. He first swang in to Civil our hearts War. in Civil War. And I was really excited because I knew they had to cast someone who was significantly younger than what we've ever seen. Because that's going to be a way to stand out in that universe because you have a bunch of adults in the Avengers. What would have happened if you had, like, some high school kid? Not just not a 30 year old playing a high school kid.
1: An actual high school
0: kid. I mean, sure, he's 22, 23, but he looks like he actually is 16.
1: He I mean, was, like was like 18.
0: Yeah, around that age. Yeah. And he's like, he's like as old as I am, which is cool.
1: He can still play a high school kid. Yeah, you know, Tom 18, Holland,
0: man. yeah, you look at his face and it's like, yeah, you're a baby.
1: He's got a baby face.
0: And um, when he first swings into Civil War, he leaves an impression. He really does. You know.
1: The under some. Let's do the like Civil War. Okay, so.
0: I what I was say. Okay, so, so we first get introduced to him in his small ratty apartment when uh, Stark Tony Stark comes in because he saw videos on YouTube.
1: Well, the whole cause the cap the whole he said he was gonna find someone in Queens, right? Yeah. He walks in on with that May.
0: Maristo May, yeah. I mean
1: automatically that interaction with him and Tony Stark it was like it was there.
0: Yeah, immediately you immediately. feel it. And it's kind and of the crux whole of his he... whole story and this whole universe, basically. Yeah, so, like, you feel the chemistry there just from them talking about, mm-hmm. like, why he wants to be a hero. And then when he joins in on the team, you know, like, that whole battle in, in Civil War is awesome. But, like, I'm seeing Spider-Man there, <laughs> I, I got giddy. You know, I mean, the suit was all CG, sure. But just seeing the visual Spider-Man kinda on there. I kind of
1: wish they wouldn't have announced it.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, on
1: the trailer, That would have been, like, in the tra- the But then surprise. again, that trailer
0: was incredible. I mean, we all knew if we were following, if you follow the news, we all knew Spider-Man was in it.
1: Yeah, but I mean, not knowing when he was going to show up. Sure. That, that, that would have been great.
0: Oh, yeah, sure. Like, maybe we just see some random kid, and you're like, wait, who is... Hello, Mr. Parker. He's like, oh, he, yeah. It's like the whole mind-blowing kind of thing.
1: Yeah, but the whole...
0: But his whole thing in Civil yeah, War, thing, yeah.
1: With Civil War, and that was just a so small bit. The whole thing when it goes on to, to Homecoming. Yeah. Because the whole this whole movie, it's like a, a coming-of-age movie. This whole his whole three... Yeah, Homecoming, yeah. His whole... whole the last two movies are all coming-of-age movies. His whole journey that His we've seen His whole journey so in, yeah. far has been coming in age. And the first one, the homecoming, was from him wanting to grow up already. Not wanting to be that kid, neighborhood in high Spider-Man. Yeah. A friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Sure. He wants to be an Avenger. He wants to go on those missions. Sure. And it's Tony telling him, you know what, kid? You're not ready. It's right. do the small things. And he's not ready for it. He kind of proves Stark that maybe he can handle a little bit more yeah. by the end of that movie. Yeah. and that's And then he completely flips a 180 when he tells him, I'm not ready. I want to be the friendly home man Spider-Man.
0: Yeah. But then of course um, we'll get it. We, we see what happens with the Infinity War Endgame story. Where we have, he's thrusted he, to he, Oh poor Peter. <laughs> poor Peter. And he
1: even try to send him home in, in Infinity War. Yeah. And he
0: wouldn't stay home. Exactly. Like that's like that just plays into the whole thing why I think adding Peter into Tony's story more so than helping Peter on his own that really made Tony an even more incredible character than he already was. Because you feel that fatherly connection that he really wanted. And he's
1: never really had.
0: Yeah, he had a brief he had a sense of it tease in Iron Man 3 with um that kid Harley. Mm-hmm. And then when he has Peter, it's like okay, now here is your first testing ground before eventually he has his daughter obviously. But yeah. going back to Homecoming, which I really enjoy too. Mm-hmm. Um what I love about Homecoming is my favorite parts of those movies aren't even all the Spider-Man stuff. It's all the, the high school. Sp- yeah. Because like that felt like how my high school experience was like, you know. I had a bunch of friends similar to how Peter had his friends. And
1: uh, and it's nice that they all look like high school. They
0: kids. did, and it's a diverse cast.
1: It's a very very diverse cast. You know, it's, and it's, I love how the whole MJ part. Like we weren't sure if she was MJ because yeah, it, she had a different name. Was it Michelle?
0: Yeah, it was Michelle. Michelle,
1: and she had this whole little kind of quirky like yeah, like she's too cool for school.
0: Yeah, but it, it made sense in the like. It felt like somebody like all those kids in that school felt like somebody I probably went to school with. I like what they do with Flash, you know, where he's not like some jock. Like most people who are quote unquote bullies, I don't even know if we have bullies necessarily. It's just like people you don't get along with. It's, that's what I felt was accurate where it's like someone you probably wouldn't like at school is probably who's someone who's similar to you. Maybe you're just like.
1: We're just having problems at home. Yeah. Yeah, There's a reason why he's lashing out. I mean, we see a little bit of more of that in Far, from, Far from, home. from Home. But
0: it's more like he's just some cool guy who who's just kind of arrogant. Yeah. You know, he just likes messing with Peter. It's not that they hate each other. It's just that he's like, yeah, Peter. He's like giving Everybody him...
1: Everybody likes him. Peter, so he's like...
0: Yeah, and he's kind of like... He's, but that's what I like. They did a lot of different stuff with that. I love Peter and Ned, uh, Jacob Batalon.
1: That's like the best friend connection we've, we have, yeah. we've ever had in a Spider-Man from any of the other ones.
0: Honestly, I kind of wish the movies were just those two. <laughs> you know. It would have been a
1: good movie just them two. He just brings so much, like, the comedic part.
0: Yeah, but it's like, it just fits well, and makes it feel like it's down to earth. It's just a lovable connection they have. You know, a lot of great jokes in that movie. Uh, Michael Keaton as Vulture, fantastic villain. Yeah, that twist, <laughs> it's, it, it makes so much sense, but it really ties into why Spider-Man's villains are great. It's because they all have a personal connection to Peter in some way, for the most part you know, and uh, that revelation about him being Liz's dad. Oh, yeah. I and
1: wasn't expecting him. When I was oh, in the
0: much. theater, I was watching it with a friend of mine. Uh, his name is Greg. Uh, shout out, Greg. Hope you listen to the podcast. Um, he and I were just sitting together, and when we saw him open the door, and it was Michael Keaton, and he's like, I'm Liz's dad. We were like, oh, oh he could feel everybody in the audience. like Couldn't believe it, you know, but I love how he ends up saving him in the end, despite, you know, all what's happened.
1: Boy, that's you know, like that's who he died. is,
0: and he's Still, still remains Spider Man even though he's offered the Iron Suit. You yeah, know the
1: whole thing when it's like because he told him without the suit I'm nothing. Well, if you're nothing without the suit, then you shouldn't have it. Sure. And then he was underneath the rubble. Yeah. It's like when he's and him. this
0: leads us gradually into the arc we see in Infinity War and Endgame. Infinity War. Everybody remembers like when Peter disappears. I'm sorry, Mr. Stark. I don't want to go. Man, that hits. You know he's gonna come back. I cried. You know he's gonna come back <laughs> next year. They were, so kill, they were not gonna kill. They were not gonna kill Spider Man and Black Panther.
1: That connection with the, the connection with Tony that he has, just it just and it's all in it, Tony's
0: face. Like he's like, I lost my son, basically. When he comes back in Endgame, he's like, I lost the kid, you know. And you feel it there, and all that guilt. If any, if anything, it took him remembering Peter that influenced him to to
1: even help him. Time travel again, yeah.
0: you know, and then um, all that happens. Uh, spoiler alert, Tony Stark is dead. But if you do not know that at this point, then... Where have why... you been? Yeah, like, what's wrong with you? But um, So uh, it leads us into um Far From Home, which is going to be the crux of our discussion. Uh, we're going to do a few spoiler-free thoughts first, and then we're going to go deep into the spoilers of the film. So Far From Home, uh, a few short thoughts for me. Um, I liked it a lot. Uh, I think it's a little long. It goes on a little longer than I'd like. Uh, but I I really like how it takes it to an overseas setting because we are always so used to Spider-Man being in New York or in other cases like with the Avengers and all. So so it's nice seeing him in different settings. Uh, Tom Holland really gets better with each each of these movies, proving that, hey, I am my own Spider-Man. Jake Gyllenhaal, I dug quite a bit as Mysterio. I think he adds a really interesting personality and fun quirks that Jake Gyllenhaal is known to have. In a lot of his indie movies but he inserted it to uh mysterio which i think he nailed and um it's just a fun like a lot i love especially the high school stuff just them and his classmates going on together that i enjoyed and of course you people have been hearing a lot about those credit scenes but that mid-credit scene in particular, I couldn't believe it. Like I was blown away. I'd, I'd arguably say that's the best mid-credit scene I've ever seen.
1: It was very meaty too. Oh it yeah, gave
0: to a lot. you know, it was the perfect sense of like, whoa, what's gonna happen, and then like something a- comes up that I just couldn't believe. But your thoughts, spoiler free. On spoiler far from
1: free moment? right now. I think that's best, hands down, my favorite, and probably best Spider-Man movie I've seen so far. Okay. And there was a lot. There was like I said, it was it was um, it was basically Spider-Man's introduction to the world. Kind of, say,
0: without saying specifically how, yeah, yeah.
1: It's, it was, was Spider Man's coming out party, and it was Spider Man's
0: beyond New York,
1: forward as the face of the MCU.
0: Kind of, sure, yeah, because he's Spider Man. Okay, and Iron Man's gone, uh, Steve's gone, uh, Black Widow. Even though she's having a movie next year, she's gone. She's gone. You know, so it's like uh, obviously the new uh, generation team that we have. They're going to be the new Avengers. And although Endgame is going to be a hard story to top to build up to again, I'm curious to see how they go through that. Anything spoiler-free that you wanted to shout out, though?
1: No, you said it pretty much. Most of what I had to say. Um, Chick Jonha, I mean, he did a great job of buying you in before he, yeah. you know, did what he...
0: Yeah.
1: You expected Mysterio to do?
0: Yeah, of course. The whole...
1: Well, I don't that's spoiler-free. I can't even say that.
0: <laughs> yeah, but like anything with like uh, just the classmates of his or even like with Nick Fury and... And his involvement,
1: Nick Fury. His involvement. I was kind of surprised by the end. Um, the what, last, the second part of the.
0: Oh yeah, the, uh, what they reveal about the, his thing. The
1: thing, because um, I wasn't expecting them to be back.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 We'll get into yeah. that in a moment. But like, anything with the classmates that stood out. The classmates. Or, um, like that experience.
1: His interactions with uh, with the kid who didn't get blipped. Oh yeah, yeah. Brad. Yeah, that was a That, that Asian was, dude. that was a little quick side story which I wasn't expecting in this movie.
0: It was a lot of fun though, yeah, like Yeah, it was a lot of fun his. I little... mean, sure he's made to be like the the rival of it all, but it yeah. like, you know, me being a Filipino kid, I talk about Asian representation a lot. It's nice to see a handsome Asian guy be like the target. Like, oh, he's so handsome and all that because I never saw that growing up. You know, like in movies and TV shows, we were always like the bullied or not not bullied, but we were always like the too geeky yeah. or martial arts or uh no, no girl would want. Basically, no girl wanted to go out with us.
1: The happy and, and Peter relationship. Oh yeah, I love that, that relationship was, too. That, that was a relationship that brilliantly brought back John Favro feelings with about Tony and stuff.
0: Oh yeah, when they're talking to when they're yeah, reminiscing the, about Tony, the
1: whole plane. It, it still scene. hurts. It's still a fresh wound yeah. for for them and they, for us. They, they they threw salt in it.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I, yeah. So that was basically our brief spoiler-free thoughts. We're gonna go spoiler-filled for the next few minutes, basically. So if you haven't seen Spider-Man: Far From Home at this point. Uh, tune out. Go check it out. Then come back around this time because me and Armando are about to spoil. So, you shoot. Go ahead.
1: Okay, so we start off the movie with basically was it Peter being was it, that whole scene we see in, in um in the trailer with Peter and Aunt May at the the check thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, like yeah, this is a charity yeah, event. The whole charity event. Yeah. So that was how we open the movie. That's how we got the whole thing with. Him and Aunt, with fight with not fight, with uh, the happy name? happy and that may they're so having a fling they're having a fling <laughs> and that's automatically the last oh no that was at the opening no well it actually opened the Tony Stark tribute
0: there was a tribute from the school the school with that Winnie oh. Houstons. <laughs> when that played uh, over the Marvel logo and then you had like Cap Steve and, like, I mean Steve is an old man now technically but they'll count they him don't as, know that they don't know that. And you know, Black Widow's gone. Black so Widow's it's like they pay tribute to them. He's gone. The blip. I like how they call it the, the blip, blip, you know, and how that guy talks about how, wow, my younger brother is now my older brother now.
1: Yeah, the whole scene was funny. It's like, oh well, this Asian kid, like you were saying, the It's just kind of funny though that They kinda of explained the what But what how happened, hilarious yeah. is
0: it that literally all of Peter's main classmates, they all disappeared. <laughs> it's I mean sure it's it's part of the the logic of the universe but it's kind of funny that it's yeah, they it all, all happen, to disappear, happen to disappear together just to be part of the story i mean it's cute it's it, it is what it is but it actually began with a cold opening with like uh fury and um kobe smulders oh, there you go. and they find quentin blake blake you know going like you don't want any part of this yeah you know and then it leads into all of that the trip you know uh, peter's still coping with losing tony and also trying to find what he wants to do he doesn't want to be spider-man at the trip
1: because yeah he, he gets bombarded at that fundraiser thing and yeah. That's where he kind of gets like anxiety and me. the stress of it. And yeah, the stress of it. It's because Tony, because Peter wanted to go back to what Tony said. Tony told him to be your friendly neighborhood Spider Man, exactly. And that's what he's trying to do. But with Infinity War and Endgame, it's like you've they've pushed it to the main spotlight. And Now it's like you wanted this, you wanted to be the big shot, you wanted to be the Avenger. Now you you're wanted an to be an Avenger, don't you? Now, now you're an Avenger. Now, yeah, for better he or for does, worse, he doesn't want that yet. He's well, not ready for that. Well, also, I don't
0: think he has any of the other teammates on his speed dial yet. You know, I don't, th- I don't mean, think They're he all can... gone <laughs> Yeah, Thor is off with the Guardians You know And we got off that from that Leper scene Gamora. When he was trying
1: to get Fury To find someone else Yeah, I
0: couldn't talk to you At the funeral It just didn't seem right Yeah Like, I doubt Peter Wanted to meet All the other Avengers When his surrogate uncle figure Or father figure Just died You know, so he probably Had no time to introduce himself To the rest of the team uh,
1: He was he Except was...
0: maybe a hi Yeah,
1: he was done with Spider-Man He wanted to go on his vacation Just be a normal kid Be friends.
0: with his friends You know, yeah, talk try to, to MJ Try
1: to get with MJ
0: Basically, that's Basically. what I would have probably been like, you that's know. That's
1: what you wanted to do, but. When you're know. in high,
0: like, I don't know if you were like this, like I was. When I was in high school, like, when it came to a girl that I just was smitten over, that was all I could think of.
1: You were thinking of plans of how to. Get her her to be your girlfriend and surprise her,
0: you know. Yeah, and even that accurate. It's kind of funny. It's like I have had friend experience where like with Ned, he goes out with with Betty for a bit, you know, briefly. I mean, sure, it was only for the trip, but I found that kind of cute and relatable. Where you meet somebody like, hey, you're cool, you're cute, you like that, and And then first they were like, it's all puppy. (laughs) Yeah. Sure, but it's it's adorable and it's sweet. I like I liked that. You know Ned's always funny, so whenever he talked about being in love with because yeah,
1: Ned, man, Ned wanted to go on the trip, but he wanted it because they were older now. They wanted, he to, be wanted to be a bachelor, yeah, American, in
0: American bachelor, American yeah. bachelor in
1: Europe. Yeah, so the whole thing they ended up in Europe and. That's when Fury kinda hijacked their trip.
0: Oh yeah. He he literally hijacks the whole trip for them. He kinda brings them to different detours. We see Hydra Man in one of the first big action sequences, which was a really good sequence. The
1: one the the, the Venice sequence.
0: Yeah, in Venice with with Hydra Man and coming that's to when life.
1: Peter kinda he sees
0: Mysterio, Mysterio for the first he's... time and he's... it's
1: like Whoa, you're so
0: cool. You're you're one of us. You're a hero. And that, and it's like we I mean, if you're a comic book fan, you know something's up. You know something's up, and even if you're a regular viewer, you probably going
1: know. into the movie. Everybody was was um, was predicting, oh, multiverse, because they, yeah. they said it in the
0: in, 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 even in, specifically saying Earth six one six,
1: yeah. And those were homage to the comic books where they had those Earths named, yeah, exactly how they were indeed. And I mean, Parker, like they told he, he thought Ver, he thought Fury was actually going to just let him go, right? Yeah, and I mean, he's like, okay, well, you have Mysterio, he can help you guys. He's the new hero. Mm-hmm. He can take over and. And that's he gave him the glasses after that one, wasn't it? Oh yeah, that
0: was in the bar a little later after that second time. No, 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 Furies. I'm talking
1: about Fury gave oh, the glasses. Oh, Fury giving the glasses, right, right, To right. Peter, yes. and then it was said, I trust you to be for, this, for the for the future, was it? I forget specifically, specifically the words,
0: but something along those lines, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so Peter just wants to go through his plans with MJ, he, which isn't working because, uh, you know.
1: Okay, we got to talk about this, but the 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 basically the... The father, or the the power-pal scene with uh, Mysterio and and Peter, where he comes up to him and tells him, "What do you want to do, Peter?" Yeah, and he has that heart-to-heart felt. Where I basically that's where I felt like I bought into the fact that maybe Mysterio wasn't the bad guy First, for a moment. Because he had that heart-to-heart with Peter for a moment and trying to get him to
0: trust him. But that's part of what I liked about Mysterio is that even when he. You know, turn. we find out what happens and everything else and when he ends up trying to go after him, he doesn't want to initially. He's like, mm-hmm. no, he's a kid.
1: Come on, yeah, let him he go. he just wanted to get the glasses.
0: But then I, I, when I, obviously when it's, it's the fan, he's like, yeah, f- yeah, screw that kid. I need to stop. <laughs> you know. so, so you guys but, keep... but initially he's like, no, come on, he's okay, a kid. Okay, so
1: you guys keep hearing us talking about the glasses. Yeah. So can you tell what the glasses were actually? Okay,
0: so the glasses, uh, was so um, they were Tony's. Tony wore them in the past, you know, like uh, in previous movies and they were some sort of interface for him to yeah. use. Yeah. Edith yes Edith and then um, Peter uses them and initially he uses them trying to get uh, a photo deleted off of Brad's phone you know because um, Peter through the worst possible timing was caught by Brad in his underwear, basically, but it looked like he was going to hook Tried up. Try it on a
1: suit, the, the stealth suit.
0: Yeah, but you see, you're, you're Brad, and you're like, wait, there's this really fine girl. And,
1: and that's when we find out that Brad is trying to get with MJ too. Yeah,
0: yeah, well, yeah, of course, you know, it's, there's that part of it. But it's like, oh, dang it. You know, like, when you're a kid, when you're in that situation, it's like, oh, that sucks.
1: And That's week when we kind of got like, okay, well, Brad's a dick. Yeah, because he took a picture and like, okay, well, I'm Dude, gonna show come it to on. MJ.
0: come on, man, that's just too petty. I'm trying petty. to go low blow. That's come on, too man. petty, come on. man. Come on, man. Like, you're be- you should be better than that. You should know better than. that. Yeah, like that. That was interesting. But then, of course, Peter accidentally sets off something that was basically targeting Brad, literally to kill him in the bus, which that was interesting, to say the least. You know, and then obviously he finds a way to stop it and everything else on time. Then more missions happen. You know that whole scene with the Ferris wheel at the, the opera which is really good
1: and proper because these said basically so Fury by then already hijacked a trip so now he's dictating where they're going next
0: yeah the stealth suit yeah the stealth suit because he
1: wanted Peter to go he wanted um Spider-Man to go to Prague and Peter's like no I just want to be kid hang out with my friends and he Come hijacks on, yeah. his trip right so now di- now he's dictating their whole trip mm-hmm. getting them the hotels bus yeah and um, yeah, opera tickets to keep them away from pretty the, much occupying from the them festival. from all yeah. the action that's going so on. Sp- so he can become, so you can be Spider Man,
0: right? But then you know, obviously, we have that interesting discussion at a bar or what looks to be a bar. And that
1: was after the whole lava of yes. thing. Yes,
0: and you all first, it's just because how, how good Jake Gyllenhaal is in, as an actor. It's like you almost believe him. It's like, come on, Peter, don't I give this it to it me until
1: like he gave him the until like tw- I bought it at first, like until they started talking about, oh, hey, you look, you left the glasses. Yes. On but even before that, that's when um, that's when uh Nick Fury's character Samuel Jackson he kind of went off on Peter. Yeah. Because like you're, you're not you, supposed you to do use that. the glasses to to put a hit on your friends.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then it it is revealed Mysterio's real plan. He was an ex a member of Stark's company. He
1: He it he goes back it. Yeah. to it goes back to Civil, Civil War, War. Yeah. And I love how they just. Connected all the. They even brought that
0: one guy from the first Iron from the Man first back. The first Iron Man
1: was like, he, yeah. or, um, What's his name's character? I forget. Uh, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Jeff, Obadiah Stane's Obadiah like Stane. Tony Stark. Built this in, yeah, cave, in a cave, yeah, with the box scraps. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. He can't even build one, so he brought it connected back all these people. All that,
0: the way to the very beginning, so.
1: It was him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we connected all these ex-employees of Starks who were bitter. basically bitter because he mistreated them and just yeah. fired them. <laughs> yeah. So it all, it all comes back to Tony.
0: Yeah, Tony, even beyond the grave, which that whole sequence, by the way, that first sequence when we see Mysterio use like the drone technology and the mm-hmm. VR or whatever. Like, like,
1: we never talked about that. It's like the whole, because we, we... It's all projections. The Eternals, yeah. We thought, we figured, okay, maybe that's why there was a... Yeah. Was it the Eternals? The Elementals, there you go. The Elementals. The Elementals. Yeah, because... well, That's one of the reasons I bought it and too, because to be like fair, all this And to be going fair, on.
0: technically, quote unquote, he did, he could be lying about different Earths, but maybe not
1: because yeah, I bought it at first because I'm like, okay, well, So he was BS-ing does his, illusions.
0: That's the thing with Mysterio. Mysterio, just like in the comics, he was a bullshit artist. Yeah. You know, he always lied his way to get through things. And he also wanted to be seen. He had an ego. Mm-hmm. You know, so he had a little mix of that here and there. You could tell he kind of wanted to become like the new Tony Stark in some ways. You know, like he seemed like somebody who could really rise. But he, you know, all that baloney happened with him and Tony. But that whole sequence with him and uh, that first time where we see all those projections truly presented in a way with peter like the way he manipulates reality using mm-hmm. like that grave of tony and having Ooh, oh okay
1: that's a, that was a scene after he found out yeah what he did yeah, yeah
0: when peter realized he screwed up
1: <laughs> yeah yeah because after that they were he went out on a he, he went back to the hotel after he gave the glasses to, to to mysterio right and then he actually got he got mj to go out on a walk with him yeah and that's when he was going to tell her hey
0: I like you. I like you,
1: but instead she's like, now you're Spider-Man. You're Spider-Man. Right? He's like, but no, i not. But
0: she was only co- mostly confident. <laughs> she said she in was 60% sure. Yeah. But then of course all that happens. And then, you know, and then
1: she showed him the, the piece of the, the Delilah, the, the, the projection.
0: Oh, oh, yeah, right, right. Yeah. Sorry. yeah.
1: The projection right. where but they found, they found and they accidentally activated. And that's how he found out Mysterio was lying. Sure.
0: So then we, let's fast forward a bit. So we go through that and, you know, like a Mysterio, it looks like he stops him for a bit. And then, to, uh, peter reunites with happy for a bit they reminisce about tony again and then all where, where does the last scene take place again the big the last sequence? scene takes
1: place in that in london
0: in london so it takes place in london that whole sequence you know have peter and his friends his friends are off in their own thing you know which is pretty funny on its own but then he has to deal with you know mysterio on his own that's a really good battle you know uh it's, it's typical superhero battle stuff, you know, it is what it is, you know, like, it's hard to really reinvent the wheel with these climaxes. Maybe that's part of why I felt the movie went on a little long, is that, like, the climax was a little drawn out. Just a little.
1: I think the, well, the one thing I did love about the, about the ending, the climax, was that it was by, it was Peter trying, is learning or getting a hold of and mastering one of his other abilities that he hasn't had, you know, he hasn't been able to master in the, in the past. Right. And which, in this movie, they call it the Peter Tingle.
0: Oh yeah, sure. the spider <laughs> sense. Spidey
1: sense, and that's in reality, that's what helps him. Yeah,
0: and that was a him way Mysterio. for to to also joke about you know Happy and uh, Aunt May's Aunt May. connection, their their little summer fling that they're yeah. having. You know, so it's like, how do you know Peter single? So it's like that's kind of awkward. I know.
1: connected every little story. the other. You know, way. and
0: then of course, uh, you know, Mysterio dies, or does he? You know, <laughs> like I I'm not fully confident that he's
1: dead. <laughs> yeah, you never
0: know because he. That's his whole point. He's a. Uh, he's illusionist. Yeah, he's a con artist. You know yeah. that's the whole point. And I wouldn't be surprised if they wanted him and Michael Keaton to join together in like the Sinister Six. I, that's I'm just saying. You know, it, it's they, not beyond the realm of possibility that Mysterio is dead or not dead.
1: It's not. But, I mean, Marvel hasn't really kept any other villains for that is movie. That, yeah, yeah, that, no that is true. Yeah, that is true. But back.
0: certain villains do like they keep him alive. But I'm pretty sure they kept Vulture alive for a reason. They even teased yeah. that at the end of Homecoming. Ultra,
1: yeah, but Scorpio. Yeah. Yeah. You know,
0: there's that. But then, of course, you know, um, he's now going out with MJ. Uh, uh, Ned and Betty break up. But it was really cute the way he turns it out. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I grew yeah. up in movies. We grew up. We it's, <laughs> grew apart, but we still have love for yeah. each other. It's like...
1: Oh, yeah, well, they didn't make it like one of those like high school drama No, breakups. it's just it like more, one of those... like Yeah, we had a fun thing. We experienced that's We learned. For, we love each I'm other. I'm pretty sure that was yeah. just
0: a, a two-week trip yeah. or something is my guess. But then, of course, we get a little more of like... Pe- like we actually finally get some action of spider-man swinging around new york which i'll never get tired of seeing
1: i love how they didn't portray it as oh it's fun you know and mj took a ride with him in the swing yeah it's like, it's like that's how i would feel if it's something different yeah like i'd be freaked out of my mind going sure yeah like, sure like
0: closer come on Kristen dunst would have been screaming she, she wouldn't smiling, have been like you know, oh, her hair this was is all amazing. Fine. you would have been freaked like you know me i'll defend those movies to my grave yeah. but it's like yeah that's kind of funny in retrospect and more then real but no matter what, no matter what Spider-Man I'm looking at, I just love seeing him swing around New York City. And
1: it's fun how they finally took him out of Queens and yeah. they put him in... I a, think they're
0: really going to finally put him in the big city in the next one. Although I think the next one is going to be about graduation, obviously, because I think he's a senior at this point. Dealing with that, now that we're going to get into the mid credit scene, that uh, we see a video of uh, Quentin Blake in his last moments, that we think are his he last moments. He said, yeah, a
1: contingency plan.
0: Yeah, and then that it turns it. out... He reveals the identity of Spidey to be oh, Peter Parker. You can't
1: forget who revealed the identity of Peter Parker. Yeah. It
0: was J. Jonah Jameson. And not only J. Jonah Jameson. It was J. K. Simmons. He comes back. And he's regardless bad. of how you feel about those Raimi movies, that is the most perfect casting of all time.
1: I loved how they kind of portrayed him as Alex Jones. Oh,
0: that, that's so obvious. <laughs> right? Like, even it the was, same
1: hairline. It was a daily something dot net, dot daily net, bugle dot Like net.
0: Infowars.com. Yeah. You know, it's the same kind of font. Sure, a different color scheme. But it, it's basically Infowars. I mean, he's
1: always been basically Alex Jones? To, a certain to a certain degree well I guess that's he always hated Batman you always had these that's gonna be Batman, their Spider-Man.
0: yeah <laughs> that's gonna be their way of distinguishing themselves I get, or distinguishing this J. Jonah Jameson from the Sam Raimi ones mm-hmm. but it also kind of gave me hope in my dream fantasy Spider-Man movie which you want to know what it is
1: it's a whole multiverse
0: yeah a live action multiverse and Toby and Andrew come back and Sam Raimi directs it and you could have Miles come in too it could be that kind of thing where it's like wait what's going like Tom Holland's like wait what's going on and all of a sudden he sees the rifts in his reality like can you imagine how much money that movie would make
1: I just hope it's good
0: <laughs> yeah it should it could be good but you know it would be the reason why I pitch it is because it'd be a great opportunity to give a better ending to both Maguire and Garfield stories because they never really had a proper good ending
1: I feel like, like
0: and it could play Maguire with,
1: deserves a proper ending I don't know yeah. if Garfield did enough to
0: yeah that's true but it could give him something it could give him something to chew on And can you imagine the three Spider-Man, like those three Peters together, just talking about their lives and realizing, whoa, how are we so similar? And the generational thing. And even if you go into their worlds, you could see how different their world must feel, you know, because Sam Raimi's world was so specific. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Andrew Garfield's was also its own thing. And this one is MCU. I think
1: Garfield can go off and play the the Jake Johnson Spider-Man yeah Can't that'd be see.
0: funny you could bring emma stone back as spider gwen like just i'm telling you right now so, so many different sony possibilities. sony toby Maguire, andrew garfield if you guys are listening to this please do it please you don't you don't even have to pay me actually you can pay me if you want but yeah for real like how cool would that be it's about like it would play with the whole idea of reboots and generations and nostalgia and people having different favorites and it it would just i think would be an interesting way to go you know but so and then the very last credit scene which described
1: the scrolls. Yeah. So basically we see Maria Hill and yeah. Fury. And Fury are basically the scrolls this whole, time. this whole time. But it's not like the whole time as far as like since way back then. It looks like Fury went out to outer space.
0: Yeah, and made sure they did it for him to make
1: Yeah, took care of business while he's doing whatever he's doing in outer space, which I've heard rumors that maybe he's out there recruiting. Because he knows there's nothing for him to left to do in, in, yeah. in Earth.
0: Yeah, T- like he just r- witnessed, like okay, three of my big heroes are gone.
1: They're gone. I need to go find people who more people, more people that can protect the universe. The universe before they even something, get to Earth.
0: Something happen. Something like Thanos happens again because you know something Galactus, Galactus.
1: maybe you have Galactus. You have um,
0: Doctor Doom. but
1: he that's good. that would already be already being Earth.
0: Yeah, but like I'm still curious to see how they introduce mutants eventually because the thing with mutants is that. The whole point of mutants is that they're an allegory of like minorities in America.
1: That's why I still think there might be a multiverse.
0: That I that would make sense to do it because it would be weird because you already have superpowered beings and in, in the world. What's so different about them being mute? like Sure it's, in comics it makes sense, but when you put them on screen it's gonna be weird. I mean,
1: we have kind of like a little like like a taste of it in, yeah. the, in what they do on TV with D C. Right. Where Supergirl is part of a different universe. Sure. So maybe it can be something like that. I don't know how they will open a gate, though. Or, I mean, that's, it's been done on TV, so right. I can, it could be done in the movies, maybe even better.
0: That'd be interesting. So we're we're approaching about an hour of talk now. We're going to start closing up. But let's talk about like just some quick uh, hopes for the future of Spider-Man. Because I think with the credit scene, it gives something really interesting. We're going to see Peter in the public eye now. Everybody knows he's Spider-Man now.
1: Oh, yeah. That was, we left that out.
0: <laughs> well, we kind of talked Didn't about we? it a bit. Yeah. Since. Yeah. S- but, yeah.
1: That's going to be a huge adjustment for, for, for Peter Parker himself because he was mainly... this whole thing was keeping his identity.
0: Yeah, that's all Spider Man is Spider-Man. about, really. And he's
1: only revealed himself in the comics once or twice. Yeah. One of them was Civil, the Civil War. War.
0: Yeah, that was a big thing in the Civil War comic.
1: And now he, and then it's not only that, but it's also revealed that he, they're saying he killed Mysterio and he's the villain. Right. Because of the footage where it says execute all of them.
0: Oh, yeah. So yeah. now
1: he, not only is he unveiled as unmasked, but he's also the vigilante. He's oh a, yeah. That. So it's like, how? What are we gonna see in the next movie? Is he? Gonna, is he gonna be running from the law? Is he gonna and be and also
0: a-, a bunch of his classmates are probably going to either like hate him or go like, hey, dude, can you?
1: Because his normal life is done. There's no normal back nope. to small town. Yeah, or- so
0: they finally find a way to make it a lot different than it was in the past. Because for one, there's very few secret identities available in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't
1: think there is none right now.
0: <laughs> I mean i guess matt murdoch but we'll never know what happens to him for a while
1: if he's even in the actual whole mcu but as far as like yeah the, nobody really has a i still game.
0: have hopes i mean it's a pipe dream at this point but i do would i would love to see spider-man and daredevil together it's too dark it's too dark sure but they could find a way i, I mean how cool I, you've seen the their dynamic in the comics it's perfect yeah. and you know we saw uh, wilson fisk in uh spider-verse so I'm, i still have my hopes
1: but what do you expect for the second, for the next movie? For the
0: we, Spider-Man graduation, that's my graduation. guess.
1: But I mean, how is there a graduation? I mean, I doubt he's going back to school after
0: homeschool, maybe, yeah. or like he's taking adjacent classes or something. I don't know. But
1: huge cliffhangers! Like, what's going to happen next?
0: Well, and we got wait
1: another two to three. Sorry years. if you
0: hear that my dog barking in the background, everybody. But uh, Comic Con, which I'm going to be going to in about a week and a half, yeah. uh, Marvel people. Studios will be there. And they're going to be announcing Phase 4, I'm pretty sure. Because um, Warner Brothers won't be there, sadly. I was looking forward to seeing Warner Brothers there. But um, I guess they're sitting sitting out this year because they have much bigger plans next year. You know, certain... Uh, well,
1: they we have his Joker this year left, right? Yeah, and then
0: Birds of Prey comes out in February, which apparently, from what that I'm makes hearing... They no
1: sense. They should have, they should have Yeah,
0: like, there. why wouldn't you promote it then? Yeah. Like, because apparently the Birds of Prey is actually, from what I'm hearing, it's good. Like, really good.
1: I heard Ewan McGregor's Black Mask. It's or,
0: fantastic. Yeah. That's what I keep hearing, you know. And uh, I actually saw the director, Kathy Yan, at the AT&T Shape event I went to. You know, and that was nice. You know? okay, so and,
1: let's get back to Spider-Man a little bit. Yeah. So, basically, this movie said something. He's the face of the MCU right now, so...
0: Kind of. Well, he always was the most popular Marvel superhero.
1: Yeah, but I mean, going forward, that's this. This looks like the guy they're, the character they're setting like, their sights on as being. Here, here are the people who I think they're setting up.
0: Spider-Man, obviously, by virtue of being Spider-Man. Yeah. I think we're gonna have Thor around for a while because he said he's
1: going to do more movies.
0: Yeah, uh, Hulk will be around for a bit, you know. Uh, but but those are the people we already already knew from the old recruits. But in terms of the new class of people that weren't part of the original team. I think it's going to be Spider-Man, uh, Captain Marvel, uh, and uh, Black Panther. Those are the three big ones, I think. Doctor Strange also. But I think, especially with Captain Marvel and Black Panther, I mean, for obvious reasons, you know, cultural significance of both yeah. those characters, even though I hope they do better with Captain Marvel in the future because um, as much as I think Brie Larson's a good actress, I like her a lot, I, I'm still not like a big fan of her in that role.
1: I'm not convinced of her being the next one the Tony basically no, like, Robert like, Downey Junior.'s like, position, and
0: they're tr- and they're really trying to have us really resonate. And that's not to say people haven't resonated to her, you know.
1: That's why I feel Tom Holland is. It, they're basically they're basically putting yeah. him in Robert Downey's position. My only thing is, they must have a plan already with Sony if they're putting him this forefront in the.
0: Well, that's the thing. I think Sony would be smart to renew that contract because yeah. they know if they don't renew that contract, everybody's just gonna turn on them. But that, that's not gonna stop them. I don't from feel trying. like they
1: can reboot Spider-Man. No,
0: like you know, can you imagine if they had to re-reboot him again for the fourth time? Especially after now, Tom Holland for the most part is beloved by audiences. It's like, come on, you're not Sony wouldn't be that dumb. I don't dumb. know
1: if you would go just for Sony because no mcu's the, no kevin like Feige's done so kevin feige
0: has done so much and everything else what i think they'll do is that i think kevin feige like i think kevin feige would actually be open like the idea i keep bringing up in my dream movie i i think he actually would be open to that kind of movie being made from sony even because it would just add more to the brand you know like it he might even have a hand in helping out with that movie if he'd like just to make sure his like tom holland even though Sony's making the money, Kevin Feige's basically running the, the, the charge. And it all
1: helps him out in, for the for the MCU universe.
0: Anyways, so we went on for about an hour about uh, Spider-Man and Spider-Man Far From Home. My thoughts, again, closing, I, I like the movie. Um, I'm actually excited to see it again. I might see it again tonight, actually, after we record. But, um, so yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I might have issues with, like, some of the pacing and how long it goes on for. And uh, a few issues I have with, like, some of the writing, but... I overall thought it was a good time. I'm really excited to see it again. Jake Gyllenhaal really makes the movie. And I'm really excited for the future of Spider-Man and the MCU beyond Far From Home and with Phase 4. And Armando? I
1: mean, I was exce- It was a perfect way to close Phase 3. I was exce- The whole movie is great for me. I, I just love it. It's, it's probably nice. my, my best Spider-Man movie. Nice. I mean, they did a lot of callbacks and they did a, they closed a lot of, of, loose, of loose ends with the with the whole blip thing and everything. Right. But the, my biggest thing was the whole tribute kind of Tony thing where you they're basically setting up Spider Man as the new Tony. The whole we skipped through we skipped over it, but the whole jet scene. Right. With with how how he was holding the, 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 the what do you call it? The holographic Oh yeah. Yeah, the whole scene right there just it made me share some tears.
0: <laughs> yeah, so um for one, thank you once again Armando for being a part of this episode. This was your first appearance on yeah. the podcast and definitely won't be your last. You know, so um, thank you for appearing, and thank you, listeners, for listening to this discussion on Spider-Man: Far From Home and the history of Spider-Man on the big screen. And tune in again next week when me and probably Armando and a few other guests we're yes. going to be coming together and joining in an adventure into the Upside Down, into Hawkins, Indiana, when we discuss Stranger Things season three in deep, spoiler-filled detail. So, thank you very much. I am Noah Villaverde, host of the Blank Green Canvas podcast and I will see you again next week.